Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> I'm in, <clears throat> I'm basically sitting in my bed because everywhere else is going to be super acoustic. It sounds okay. I think it sounds okay. Um, Yeah. I miss you. I know, man. I really wanted to come over there. But once my mom was like, you need to go home, I was like, oh, my God. You need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't even I didn't even get over there. And she called me and she was just like, no, I'm going to pick up the food. Don't you do it. We don't need any more any germs in the house. We don't need anybody over here getting sick. Um, like when I put that uh that Twitter post up saying that we will make a new episode, it that was not a sneak diss. That was me being like, "Yo, I'm going through shit. Kim is busy as fuck. That's all yeah. that's going on. It's no other <laughs> shit." Yeah, no, I didn't take it that way, but. I just wanted to let the people know that I'm out here busy as hell. It's always like one or two months out of the year where I'm just balls to the wall. Right. So, but I mean, like we always say, these niggas will be okay. Right. Hey, I had to look. You know how I'm usually am about shit. I'm like, nah, fuck that. Look. I got to focus on myself. And then, like, when we were, like, finding little slivers to record, it's like, no, I ain't, like, that day you, like, you're saying later. And then, like, I was like, bro, I'm tired as fuck. I'm not going to be shit to record anything. I don't even know what I was thinking. I should have known, especially me, like, getting off of work. That wasn't going to work for me neither, child. We trying to make it work. That's I mean that's that's really what it is. We just were just trying to make it work for each other. Yeah. But I mean, it's adulthood. Like things aren't gonna be like simple, but it'll be all right. They'll, everybody be okay. I would love to make episodes every week, but as long as I know that you my nigga and I'm your nigga, all this shit that fucking matters. Fuck all this yeah, other shit. I mean, we got the catalog. Niggas, y'all can go back and listen to plenty of episodes. We are the best podcast ever. No, just <laughs> <laughs> number one podcast in Alabama. Period. Hey, I do want to give a shout out to uh the tipping point because they they out here doing numbers. Yeah, I've been seeing they've been going up, bro. They are they are doing real numbers, and I be listening. I'm like, bro, they are in their bag right now. Yeah, they've been uh, they've been having some really good topics too, like, and they've been killing IG. Yep, and then also shout out to Blackheart, who are our pod cousins. Always, 
And I really want to like just be like, yo, I really love them. Like on some like they be shouting us out and shit, but it's just, bro, the work that it takes to put into this shit, and you, when you see people doing it, what I deem like the right way, mm-hmm. they out here, and then they be shouting us out, and I be feeling fucking good as fuck when it, they give it's the fam. They give like amazing compliments. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and I'm just like, I feel so special. Like they be hyping, they be hyping us up for real, bro. I be feeling special as fuck when they shout us out because I'm like, God <laughs> damn, the cool kids like us, right? It's like, oh, <clears throat> I'm finally cool. It took me like to be 35 <laughs> to be cool as shit. <laughs> but not like real shit. Like people don't realize how much like little things like that like will brighten up your whole fucking mood yeah but i mean it's just cool to like to find family in you know like your niche hobby it's cool to like be in this world and find find your people yeah like like i've said on this podcast a lot of times i've told you in private it's just a lot of times growing up i just felt like an alien so for people to appreciate the things that I help contribute to and just appreciate like uh, some of my views on the world and things. And anytime anybody thinks I'm smart, it makes me feel dope because I'm pretty yeah. sure everybody thinks you're smart, nigga. I don't know anybody who doesn't think you're smart as <laughs> fuck. You can't rely too much on that shit, though. You lean into that shit, you can be an asshole. <laughs> I mean, true. Don't I, let it. Don't let it get you. But no, nah, it's like that's like that's the balance of it. Like real shit. That's the most comfortable I feel in my life is like my intelligence. Mm-hmm. But just when people appreciate that, I'm like, okay, that's cool. That is yeah. what's up, but like it's a uh, make sure I don't get carried away with it. It's just like okay, so people think that's cool. That's what's up, and like the worst thing about being somebody like me is like I don't want to ever come across as a know it all. Yeah, you don't want to be arrogant. Yeah, and and I think I do a pretty good job of that, but I never know. But yeah, like I do think like this has allowed me to be more of myself mm-hmm. because like even like <laughs> I realized this recently, we are really good at like doing voices, both of us. What do you mean? Like of like uh mocking, not mocking like in a mean way, but this um like impersonations yeah we're very good at that (laughs) and it's crazy because it's just like i never thought of that as being like a skill it's just something i've always done (laughs) but we're both really good at it (laughs) (laughs) i think we both just two goofy ass motherfuckers that's really what it is but like it's, it's so- also easy. It's easy to mock people that get on your nerves too. Yeah, <laughs> and that's like, what 
that's what we be doing or that's what I think we do it the most. Yeah. And it's totally just being like, man, these motherfuckers don't realize how crazy they sound. <laughs> just doing the weird shit that they do. But like, bro, like everybody that reaches out to us, like somebody reached out to us last I mean yesterday on IG. I mean, not on IG, on uh, Twitter. And they were like, they were talking to their friend about local podcasts and they mentioned us. And I'm like, yo, that's dope. Hell yeah. Like, I ain't gonna lie. I think I'm that nigga. But (laughs) it's dope for other people to feel that way. (laughs) You should feel like you that nigga in your self-confidence. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. Especially if you can recognize you have something going for yourself, why wouldn't you feel good about yourself? Like, bro, I'm gonna say thank God for therapy and thank God for tequila. <laughs> therapy and tequila. Therapy and tequila. It's like a good book. I know. It's just like, you know what, if you like really get into tequila in the summer and you really into therapy I think you can fix a lot of your problems <laughs> that's true um you know I've been going through some things I think we'll talk about it later tired of fucking covid god damn right like i'm i'm tired of having to worry about it like my hands are getting chapped again from washing and fucking uh hand sanitizer luckily we have aloe vera hand sanitizer again it's not a run on that where fucking brewing companies were just making hand sanitizer that smell like tequila yeah Hey, bro, we go. We gonna have some stories for our grandkids. Yeah, I swear to God. I used to be like some Great Depression shit. Be like, well, back in my day. <laughs> nah, for real, this shit. This some real depression. On this some real life shit. It's some real life shit. Hey, on a positive note. I have been looking at so many videos of Beyonce's three day uh concerts at in Los Angeles at oh SoFi. God, yeah. Jesus Christ, like bro, I'm jealous. I ain't gonna lie. Like I I, I, I literally said the same thing. <laughs> like I was like, why didn't I decide to go to Cali this year? Of all the years. Right. I went to see her in San Diego twice. Why I didn't just decide to do it again this year? Bro, this year, look. That last night, the Labor Day, uh, her birthday concert. With Diana. And Kendrick. Bro, let's talk about this. Why is it that people don't realize that Diana Ross is like the prototype of Beyonce? Bruh. Bruh. 
Bruh. How can you not? How can you not see that? It's because they don't know. Like, people don't know history of music. <laughs> it's in every... Especially, like, when B reaches back to her 70s era and, like, with the big hair and the leotards and just, like... It's Diana Ross not? and... um. Donna Summer. Those are the influences. Yes. Literally, how can you not? You know what we also got to talk about? Well, for one, it's just so many things. <laughs> <laughs> we have a, a million things uh, to talk about. Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm going I'm to try to last as long as possible because I don't know if this medicine going to make me drowsy or not. Hey, but we got it. <laughs> <laughs> we also need to talk about like a lot of this hate, especially coming from black women for sexy red and all of them. And like, yes, I feel like it's some, some deep rooted misogynoir in a lot of this shit. But like people have been saying it for a while, especially younger women, how older women just have this like jealousy towards younger women nowadays. And like, there's so much criticism and I'm just like, at first I was like, okay, you know, I kind of get it because, you know, these bitches do be in some wild shit and, you know, saying wild shit and this and the third. But at the same time, like if you really are a fan of music and really ever listen to music, none of this shit is new up under the sun. No, none of it. Even even the outfits, like that video that you posted of Diana Ross, she had on some shit that bitches is wearing today. Yes. <laughs> that that jumpsuit, that skin tight leather looking jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. When she was on Johnny Bottle Carson Girl. at, at the Tonight Girl Show. Today. Yes. That's literally almost the same outfit B was wearing when she ran up on Diana Ross. Yeah. Like, it's just a different color, but it's skin-fitting. Same style. Yeah, like... But I just feel... I feel like... There's so much attack on black women, no matter what they do, who they are, how they dress, how they present themselves. And it's all falling under these bullshit respectability politics but like the goalpost is moved all the time with it oh yeah it it matters about what type of bodies are in these outfits what uh what uh skin colors are in these outfits because colorism plays a lot of the big part in a lot of this so much so many factors all the time and the factors are always changing i am glad you brought up the sexy red thing because in the last weeks that we've been off i have fully become like a sexy red fan (laughs) like a wholehearted like i (laughs) i like her yeah i never disliked her now i'm not gonna say like i'm not gonna say i actively reach for her music but it's not anything that like makes me angry or makes me turn up my face or be like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like, it's not that deep. Like people are going to make music that we don't agree with. Yeah. But, but 
to hate on it and to go as far as to say that like there's I've I've seen so many black women saying that sexy red is the reason why black women keep setting themselves back and aren't getting the respect that they deserve and yeah I've They're seen people say that perpetuating shit. Perpetuating all the stereotypes, all the the negative stereotypes of black women, and I'm just like, bro, none of that shit should matter. If you gonna respect black women, you gonna do that regardless of what the fuck they wearing or talking about. Exactly. So long as they're not out here being reckless and hurting anybody, or you know, what I'm saying like, I don't know. People are starting to get on my nerves again. It is. Um, like for me it's weird because just being the history and music nerd i am nothing that sexy red is doing is any different from any of the artists we grew up with nope kaya came out with my neck my back when we were in middle school i can't remember the exact year but i definitely remember everybody including uh the men knowing that song and listening to it or the boys because i was a boy at that time like i remember people saying that song and people knowing that song i know all the lyrics to that song to this day right it was that catchy i remember trina with nan nigga and everything trina was doing i remember little kim and foxy in their heyday they were doing all the shit that sexy red is doing and then like it's just freak Freak nick just happened 30 years ago exactly (laughs) and people acting like this shit is new people be trying to act like on some prudish shit just acting like people don't remember like things that would happen in their lifetime like oh I, I mean we never seen no shit like sexy red be like baby uh wop came out two years ago and had these conservatives in a fucking tizzy well three years ago and had these conservatives in a tizzy that happened in our adult lifetime and that was not the first controversial thing to happen nikki came out with anaconda 10 years ago yep like all of this shit has always happened in uh in media like it's been recently uh Miley has been talking about her uh bangers phase all of this shit is i mean that's what happens it's like i mean women are sexual people but men and so are men in their music but women are Given the same grace or allowance to be sexual in their in any of their expression the one i will give the men of this era we are totally fucking with sexy red yeah like i've seen so many football teams playing sexy red ski <laughs> oh yeah that look that's an anthem that's a banger right there. That's going to go hard no matter where you at. Bruh, her album go hard. And it goes hard in a way like somebody made this comparison. They were like, Sexy Red needs to collab with Waka Flocka. Because that is the exact same energy that she is given. She is the new crunk princess. Yep. 
Like she is sure. like that is the music she is making, and men are liking the music she's making because she makes music for niggas and talks about niggas the same way that men talk about women, and that shit is live. She talk about hoeing out niggas. She making scaring the niggas music. You gotta <laughs> respect that shit. <laughs> And I ain't gonna lie, like a couple weeks ago, Lil Duval, who I hate, uh, came out with a post that he was like, fuck Mary Kill, uh, Sexy Red, Glorilla, and uh, Suki. And then Glorilla was like, Aren't like I can't remember what she said. She said something to the effect of it, like, aren't you a little old to be crushing on these young girls? Like, what's up, Unc? And then I also thought it was ridiculous because everybody knows the order of what fuck Mary Kill would be. Mm. First of all, you fuck sexy red. You have to. <laughs> 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 you have to. That is the number one. Fu- you fuck sexy right out of that. You marry Glorilla because I mean she clean up nice. Suki, True. I will not say kill because I don't believe any black woman needs to be killed. But I will turn down Suki. We'll say that. <laughs> Cause sexy red is sexy, and I don't like some of the like uh, misgendering people have tried to make with her, and I do think that's tied to like colorism. I I, I can't lie. Say that too. Yep. But like she feels like she feels like an authentic person in a era of people who are not authentic. I think that's why it's so refreshing to. Both men and women. I think people need to lighten up. Definitely. If if you recognize that some music ain't for you, why go all the way into the analyzations of, of it? Like, just turn it off. You don't have to listen. Like, I saw that one TikTok of that lady who was saying that, like, she thought that Sexy Ray was like an industry plant to like uh go against black women and all this shit and i like for me explicitly like playing it out in media like it's just weird to me that people really just be like oh they sold their soul like idiot like shut the fuck up it's just i don't know and i i like sexy real like i said like bro all the interviews she's given make me be like okay I would fucking like hang out with sexy red. Yeah, she's just she real chill. She a real bitch. Obviously, done been through some shit. Yeah. What I will also say is, I would hang out with sexy red, but it would be like on my terms. Like it wouldn't be like I'm gonna go post up in her hood or around her niggas. No. If I was out somewhere and sexy red came through, it'd be like, oh shit, sexy red out here. And they're like, yeah, she can hang out with us. Hell yeah, she can hang out with us. Am right, I going back yeah. to her? Shit, hell fucking no. 
<laughs> that is not a judgment call. It's just that I am old enough to know Sexy Red gonna have some wild shit going on around her. Oh, for sure. She's gonna be in some drama. <laughs> oh, yeah. I also think it's funny that she only has one child and she says she has two baby daddies. That is like some ratchet level like I get what she's saying. <laughs> Didn't she also mention like being she, sexually assaulted or something in one of her interviews? On Yachty's uh, podcast, She, uh, they were asked her, they were like, what is the wildest thing that's happened to you? And she said that she was uh, R-word. Oh, and- yeah, that was it. And Yachty kind of laughed. Which... I mean, that's, I mean, out of out of nervousness, I guess. I am one of those people that nervously laughs, so I get that. But like, I feel like they should have cut that out. Definitely, because like, yeah, yeah, don't do that because that's clearly a traumatic traumatic thing that happened to her. He probably was not expecting her to respond with that, and also definitely didn't know how to respond to that and i think that a lot of men have to a lot of men have to look in inward and and like think about like uh, sadly this is sadly i'm gonna say a lot of women have had that happen to them and way too many people that is their experience and most women have had a sexual assault uh some kind of sexual assault happened to him and men have mm-hmm. to learn to understand that. Mm-hmm. Especially our young brothers. Like a lot of them be thinking like, no, like no, every woman that you know that, that sadly has happened to him, which I think we'll circle back later. Yeah. I just, um, it's just starting to, get under my skin on how much people like to take the time out to just trash talk people who literally ain't like she's not promoting anything harmful like she's being authentic in herself that's literally it and I think that's also why a lot of women be like, why are these niggas always smiling when they're around? They'll be like, because, look, men love women who are living authentically. I think a lot of people don't realize that. I also think that's what a lot of these older women be jealous of, is that there's a little bit more freedom than than they had or thought they had when they were growing up and in their primes. I can see that. Like, Sexy Red is... She remind me of some of my cousins and some of the girls that we grew up with. So it's just like... Of course, like... I mean, it's not like you're promoting quote-unquote whole culture. But just, just you recognize, like, you know a girl like Sexy Red. Every black person knows a, a woman like Sexy Red. 
it may have been somebody when you were younger and maybe somebody you know now but you know a woman like sexy red it's the same way with anybody else that everybody wants to criticize suki and all them like suki she puts a lot of nasty shit out on the internet but it doesn't mean that you're not supposed to respect them as people or respect her as a woman or as a black woman or it doesn't mean that it should be easier or easy at all for you to just attack and trash talk and all this other stuff. But I think all of that just feeds into how the society views black women. And, And that's that's the main thing about it like sometimes like i think like also as men sometimes we like so i mean what's the real reason and the real reason is staring at you in their face and it's like it's misogyny it's misogynoir it's patriarchy like i feel like it's the same way like when like white people sometimes be like well what was the reason for that racism white supremacy these are real things that go on and people just try to act like they don't exist and then try to gaslight you into thinking that um yeah they don't exist and that's always weird you see the thing i feel like because there was like there's the strike with the writers in hollywood and the strike with the actors in hollywood i feel like the things that we normally would like have watched that would have taken our attention off things has just been social media mm-hmm. like in the last couple of weeks i've been more on tiktok in the last couple of weeks than i've been in my life like you got the random man from Atlanta thing, <laughs> which we haven't recorded and we haven't talked about that. I I have been waiting to wonder what are your uh, like your views on Morgan um, and the random act of the random man from Atlanta. I think I think Morgan was an innocent young girl that got caught up in a narcissistic abusive relationship. And to me, it seems like she's at peace with everything, even though it didn't end up, I guess, ideally. Um, But it seems like she recognized that she was in a bad situation and she pulled herself out of it. She got a corporate job. She's taking care of her baby by herself. Um, And she's not. She's not bitter about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, she hasn't. To me, it doesn't seem like she's slandered Mr. Random Man from Atlanta. She's only talked truth about the situation. That, um, that's the wildest part to me. Like, she did not badmouth him. Mm-hmm. But this nigga openly volunteered to tell the world that he was a piece of shit, which is wild. 
but that goes that plays into that narcissism like you think you can talk people out of realizing who the fuck you are yep but i think she i think she got out of that like narcissistic fog and realized like okay i have to you know take care of this child and like i said she got her a corporate job um seemed like she doing pretty well i mean seemed like she was doing well then she was talking about how she had a brand new car that he was driving around in and right she was she was already like on her way to being great for herself and it doesn't look like her having a baby or taking care of her baby is really stopping that so i don't see why anybody how anybody could hate on her or have anything to say like she got taken advantage of at a very young age i know a lot of people say like well you know why did how did you know he had all these baby mamas and you thought and blah 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 hey when you're young it'd be people who fall for that as grown folks you know what i'm saying but especially when you're young and you're thinking like you know this is your first everything you're thinking you're gonna be the different one she fell into that and i don't think i don't think she should be criticized or judged for that especially now that she's gotten herself out of it and realizes you know what the situation was or how bad it was yes and i think i think it's kind of like probably therapeutic for her to to make light of it and joke about it and shit yeah like she didn't she didn't got on there and uh counted up the baby mamas and talked <laughs> about how tiktok didn't help her find like four or five of the baby mamas <laughs> also with her like her personality I feel like she's off. She's like the same way we were talking about, like sexy red. She's authentically herself, and she's funny as fuck. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with all of that, that's also why it's making it. She's successful on TikTok because those are the type of people that be successful on TikTok. There's somebody living her life. She ain't hurt nobody. She's raising her baby and just being goofy with herself. Those are the personalities we like on TikTok. Yep. She she making fun of her situation, so can't nobody else destroy her with it. Right. She's doing like the end of eight mile, like, I am white. I am a fucking punk. <laughs> I do live in a trailer with my mom. Yep. But that's what makes it so much funnier that the actual random man from Atlanta would make a TikTok trying to steal her, like, like her, uh, her steam. And she still ain't even recognizing that motherfucker. She's like passively being like, oh, the random man in Atlanta is doing this and this. But I feel like a lot of men want women especially women who have babies with men that they don't deem as being worthy worthy i feel like a lot of these niggas want women to suffer the rest of their life because they made a decision that may not have been the best decision in the long run 
Mm-hmm. But they just want those women to just suffer forever. And mm-hmm. that's not how life is. If you make a mistake, it's just being as an adult. You just got to like just move on man like and i feel like she's moved on she's not bitter or anything she's just and also don't like the the idea of um these stupid ass niggas on the internet talking about accountability she's raising her daughter literally by her fucking self clearly see that (laughs) by her fucking self like you can't have a conversation about accountability when a woman is literally taking care of her daughter without the baby's father being in the picture. Mm-hmm. That is accountability. I think it was also like showing more proving his character when he decided to to make his little videos. Yeah. To me, not only was he trying to like I guess dim her light and take away from her success or whatever virality. I think he was trying to hop on the train and like think he was going to get some money out of shit. Yeah, add to the drama to try to see if it got him anything. And it's like, no, sir. Everybody just got on here and dogged your dumbass. <laughs> we all know you're a piece of shit. No, like your little tricks that you're gonna try to play on like young impressionable women aren't gonna play on the internet. We all know you're a piece of shit. And then too, after finding out that he left her a month after she had a baby, nigga, there is there is no, <laughs> there's no nothing you can do or say. Literally. That we're gonna we're gonna fall for. Yeah, I was like, bro, fuck you, nigga. Like that's the most despicable shit you can fucking do. And then like I don't care how many cash app statements you show us, none of this shit. You are not taking care of your child. You are hiding a child, like in the words of Pusha T. <laughs> yep. But it's just I don't know. It's just wild to me that we as a society, especially as black culture. I don't understand why any nigga would align himself with a deadbeat father. That's the most despicable thing you can be. <laughs> a literal nigga that doesn't take care of his fucking children. And then motherfuckers want to talk about accountability. Nick, no, no nigga. That shit like that. Kevin Samuels uh fresh and fit bullshit doesn't play out in reality because only the woman in this situation is taking care of her fucking child. Yep. Because <laughs> women are not given uh the leeway to just abandon their fucking children without being read for mm-hmm. fucking feel. And when they do <laughs> when they do even that backfires did you see that one video of the dude who um said he wasn't gonna pay child support or something and and, he sued for custody yeah sued for custody and she was like well that's fine i don't want to take care of him anyway (laughs) (laughs) and then got 
custody and was mad that she wasn't <laughs> contributing. And I'm like, ain't that what you wanted? Right, bro. What, like, what did you think was going to happen in that situation? Like, that's how you know niggas ain't, like, on some shit. Like, it's, I done heard so many fucking bum-ass fucking niggas just be talking about, oh, I'm going to get custody because, you know, she ain't doing right. But have no intention of actually raising the fucking child. They yeah. are just trying to get back at the fucking woman. And that is bitch yeah. shit. Literally. Literally. You had the easy way out just sending money. Right. And then, like... Like, niggas don't realize that. They don't. And they don't realize how expensive it is to raise a child by yourself. If this is a kid that you truly did not want, the least you could do is send money. The absolute least. That's the easiest thing you could do. But y'all still want to make shit hard. Still want to be bitter about shit. Because it's not about actual like that's why like i do not feel sorry for any nigga that be talking about child support and shit i don't give a fuck because at the end of the day that is the bare minimum you could do as a fucking man yeah if you don't have your kid at least half of the time you should be putting some type of funds towards the child and these stupid ass niggas be trying to sue for like uh joint custody with no intention. They don't have they have a one room apartment or mm. they staying with some woman at the yeah. very best. They like they have no situation to provide for this child. Mm-hmm. You got a mom that got multiple rooms in her apartment or house. She's taking care of all this shit and you want to bitch about paying six hundred dollars in child support. Mm. Or the worst niggas are the ones that have multiple kids be like, man, all my baby mamas is tripping. Fucking, wear a fucking condom, you bitch-ass fucking all nigga. All of them? All of them, sir? <laughs> right. Where have some sexual goddamn discipline. You bitch-ass nigga. And then they'll act like you, like you pandering-ass nigga to be like, yo, nigga, just wrap up your fucking dick. Be a goddamn man. Be responsible. But they want to scapegoat this shit. And that's why, like, I don't look. I don't feel sorry for these niggas. I don't give a fuck. I ain't got no goddamn babies out here. Yeah. Just own up to your shit. Just be a goddamn man, bro. Hey. I hate niggas. (laughs) Like, at the very least, if you ain't got no money to put towards a kid, then go and get them. Take care of them. Bro. Spend some time. And I know that like people would be like, I mean, my baby mama was tripping. I ain't going to say that those situations don't happen. But I look, I'm going to say it like this. I've been around enough single moms to where they will happily give the father access to the baby especially like on weekends or whatever mm-hmm. you want to come get the baby hell yeah just come get the baby as long mm-hmm. as she know her baby is gonna be safe all this shit don't be out there but niggas don't have 
a safe environment for their fucking children. Yep. And then you want to just tell me that the court system is biased against men, which it is, but y'all niggas just got to do better. Yep. That's the thing is y'all got to do better, but y'all don't be trying to do better. There is nothing that can make me side with a deadbeat parent, man or woman. I don't give a fuck. I didn't look. I didn't tell you to have a child. I didn't tell you to have unprotected sex. I don't give a fuck. Just take care of the fucking children. If I had a fucking child, heaven, earth, and God could not stop me from seeing my children. Yep. Like, if you're in a bad situation, like a, a toxic situation with your baby mom, I ain't going to act like that shit don't happen. But like, if you are in that, and you are not trying to move heaven and earth to see your fucking baby, you're a fucking goddamn deadbeat. Yep. Straight like that. Straight like that. That's all I'm saying. Like, y'all might not have money or whatever else, but the least you could do is pull up, spend time. You could be the daddy that picks up your your babies at uh school every day and takes them home. Make sure they do yeah. their homework and shit. There's a lot of niggas that are here doing that shit. That's the other yeah. part of it. I don't want to like neglect that. There are a lot of black men who are taking care of their babies and raising their babies and are in their lives and they have good co-parenting situations and everything. I'm just tired of the bum ass niggas talking they shit. Yeah, just trying to act like everybody else in the world is the reason why they can't do what they need to do for their kid. Did you see, um, I can't remember what show it is, but uh, Toya and uh, Regine, uh, Lil Wayne's uh, baby mama and, um, well, his ex-wife and his oldest daughter, they had a... uh, they have some kind of reality show and Toya's brother was going on about how Toya doesn't uh, support his music and all of this and Regine was like one thing like she's talking to her uncle about this she's like one thing I've learned about men like you um, no matter how much you give them whatever it will never be enough and I'm like look at the babies fucking speaking a word Hmm. motherfuckers like that that just blame the world for everything especially men nothing will ever make them happy because they are not happy within themselves mm-hmm. and that is the thing with a lot of these things we see on, we see on social media Ooh. a word <laughs> <laughs> save the children hey um. Hey, your boy Trump out here wilding too. Man, that don't never stop. That ain't nothing new. <laughs> hey, that nigga needs to go to jail. ASAP. Hey, like that Rico case. Hey, that mugshot. I be fighting the urge because I do like mugshots of like famous people. It's, it's a weird thing I'm into. I'm I'm sorry. But the idea that a former president has a mugshot is insane. Richard Nixon didn't have a fucking mugshot. 
Yeah. And that nigga needs to go to jail. It's it's pretty wild out here. Like I I tweeted because um uh, David Frum, who is a he was a conservative. He was a George Bush. He was in George Bush administration. He was a a uh, right wing thinker for a lot of the nineties and early two thousands. He had made a post being like, kind of just saying that like, yeah, I agree that Trump shouldn't be able to run based on the Fourteenth Amendment. That I think it's Section Three of the Fourteenth Amendment which was created because after the civil war the rebels were barred from being in government for the rest of their lives because they insurrected against the government and he was more or less just being like if we do this now then um there's nothing stopping this uh, election from being basically the, the on the precipice of a civil war. We have to face that now because constitutionally based, he shouldn't be able to run for president or any office. Mm-mm. And if we don't hold him accountable now, then What's going to stop a better criminal than Donald Trump from leading us into full-fledged fascism? So we got that shit going on. Donald Trump is a goddamn criminal, which is surprise, surprise. Like Shocker. Shocker. (laughs) This nigga's a fucking criminal. Did you see the thing about the uh, dude that stole the tabbies? (laughs) Yes. <laughs> hey, give us the rundown. <laughs> so basically, this girl went on a date with a dude that she met off of a dating app. Um, the date led them back to her crib. They had relations or whatever. Um, while they were at her house. He used her phone to get on Spotify, which was, I don't know. Sketch as fuck. He used her phone to get on Spotify. He stayed the night. Next morning, she realized he was gone and her motherfucking shoes was gone. Her tabbies. Uh, the, the Mason Margiela. Mason Margiela. Um, which is some expensive shoes. Bro, so, bro, she had some flats and they were like a thousand dollars. Yeah, them hoes is not cheap. And I'm a fashion girly, and I didn't fully like realize that they were like. I like oh, to yeah. be on my luxury shit. I ain't gonna lie. I didn't seen them. I just never knew how much those motherfuckers cost. Oh yeah, any anything. Mason, Mason Margiela. Hey, it's that's I just don't like how they look. Well, we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> so yeah, she realized that he didn't took her damn shoes. <laughs> so she tried to reach out to him. 
I think she said she went to Instagram first. I can't remember. She tried to call him, realized that he had deleted his damn number out of her contact, so she couldn't call him. So she basically got scammed, which is some fucking wild shit, bro. Like, you went on a whole date just to woo this woman back to her house <laughs> just to see if she got something worth stealing. That's and apparently, wild. apparently, he took the damn shoes back to his girlfriend. Yeah. And she took pictures with the shoes. She got the shoes back, but still. Imagine having to tell your girl, like, um, so I did a thing (laughs) and then two I want to know how he even presented the shoes to her that's what I was wondering I was like I need a box these these raw pair of shoes no box no bag just that's some nasty business bro what the fuck (laughs) And this is exactly why we saying that this dating shit is absolutely crazy out here. I did see also people trying to shame that that young lady be like, so you just brought a stranger in your house after a first date and you fucked them. It's like, bro, I wouldn't do what she did. But, you know, sometimes you make horny decisions. Horny decisions happen as an adult. It happens. Um, I mean, yeah. Listen, people sleeping together on the first date—that ain't, that ain't nothing new under the sun. As adults, you know what I'm saying. Long as y'all do what y'all need to do for y'all's bodies, whatever. Right. But you just—you just never really have thoughts of. A nigga coming in and taking a pair of your fucking shoes. <laughs> That's wild. Especially if you feel like y'all done hit it off. Like, I'm sure she was under the impression that, like... Like, they were talking about, like, art and, like, fashion right. and shit. And right. I was thinking, like, as a fashion girl, I'm like, if I, t- if I met a girl and we talk about fashion and, like, shit, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna give up the draws. I understand. I get it. Right. Right. You clicking... <laughs> You clicking with somebody the whole day done went good. Now y'all back at the crib. It's still going good. Like anything, anything is possible. And also, he got her phone by saying, let me show you this uh, Spotify playlist. And look, y'all know I'm a a music girly too. If, If I fuck the chick, and then she was like, after I fucked her, she was like, let me show you this playlist. I had gave that bitch my phone so quick. <laughs> <laughs> she would have got all my information. She could have cash apped $1,000 to her shit. Because I'm like, yo, this chick just fucked me in the, in the nighttime and in the morning. And she wants to <laughs> give me a playlist. Nigga. <laughs> I'm in love, nigga. I'm sold. I'm stuck. <laughs> she got me. <laughs> so I get it, bro. But like, that shit is wild. For him to, st- like, I just want to know, like, 
I just need to know what did his girlfriend how does she feel after all this shit? You alright, it's one thing find out your nigga out here cheating on you. It's another thing to realize this nigga's out here cheating and bringing you shit from his bitches. And bringing you stolen goods. That means that that nigga that ain't the first time that nigga did that shit, bro. Right, not even stolen goods that he fucking boosts that he got from a booster. He didn't pay nothing for. He stole them himself after fucking the brain, fucking the brains out of this shit. He bring you home a trophy of his shit. What in the hell, bro? Diabolical. Uh, Look. Once she showed the pictures of that nigga, I was like, hey, man, you you ran a lot of red flags. I didn't see the pictures of him. This nigga <laughs> had a mustache. And in one of the pictures off of uh, Tinder or Hinge or whatever he used, he was smoking a cigarette and had waves. I was like, God damn, how many red flags can you fucking run, lady? A nigga with a mustache? And I'm saying that as a nigga with a mustache, <laughs> I don't, I don't have facial hair, but a nigga that had clearly has other facial hair besides the mustache and just has a goddamn mustache is like mm. a dastardly ass nigga. <laughs> like somebody, like one lady on Facebook, I mean on uh, Twitter, she was like, she's lucky that he didn't tie her to some train tracks, and I'm like, that is the type of villain that would have a mustache. Smoking cigarettes in a dating profile is some nasty business also. Yeah, that's that's wild. I smoked cigarettes for 10 years and I would have never had cigarettes in my dating profile. But then it also just makes you wonder like what is your intent on being on this dating profile while you have a girlfriend? Are you only just trying to to find bitches who look like they got shit so you can steal it? Or are you really just out here looking to cheat on your girl and just happen to be with a bitch who got some shit that you could steal. Like, and either all- way, either way, the intent is absolutely off. And then also, like, they're having a conversation and she said that he was talking about, like, he wanted some, some tabbies, like, some men boot tabbies. Like, <sighs> I'm just, I'm like, I'm gonna use my logic. You know, and most of the people that listen and know, I love Doc Martens. If I, like, if I went on a date with a girl that had Doc Martens, when I went back to her place, I wouldn't think of stealing Doc Martens. Especially women hers. Doc Martens. Like, that, that, that would really trip me out if I was that girl. Like, what? Like most you men, still you didn't come in here and steal a fucking precious pair. vinyl or a damn piece of art off the wall. You stole some women's shoes, like clearly women's shoes, like not unisex, like clearly wi- these are women flats. <laughs> the idea that you're just still <laughs> flats is insane. I like Doc Martin 1460s and 1461s. 
I wear a 10 in Doc Martens. There's no way I'm just going to be like, I'm going to steal this girl's sixes in Doc Martens. <laughs> but to give it to your girlfriend is fucking wild. Bruh. That nigga's crazy. Hey, everybody, like, what? how would you feel? Like, not even just dating a nigga. How would you feel if, like, that's your homie? Like, just think about some shit. Like, if, like, I went viral because I was stealing a girl's fucking uh, flats. Like, how would you feel? It'd be like, God damn, Jesus out here wilding. Bro, I wouldn't even know what the fuck to say. I would, <laughs> I would hit you up and be like, bro, what is going on? <laughs> Like, I need you to tell me something before I start jumping to conclusions because right now, <laughs> shit ain't sounding too good. You're like, look, nigga, what's going on? Are you okay? <laughs> It'd be like, when well, you checked on me at the Beyonce concert, nigga, you good? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's tea honey clearly you got some shit going on we need to talk <laughs> i know i ain't been around like i should but <laughs> i i think shit was getting this bad out here this thing out here still in tabbies transition to the thing I wanted to talk about <laughs> um one second let me make a note real quick so the last couple weeks that we haven't recorded life has been life for both of us in many a way Mm-hmm. I'll be all the way honest and I'm gonna hopefully try to say this without having to cut out anything I have been dealing with rejection in different ways mm-hmm. and I told somebody how I felt about them not out of any manipulative way or anything and it didn't go how I wanted it to go and that hurt me and then just just other things I matched with somebody on Hinge and we were talking for a couple of days and then she was like I don't feel like this is going anywhere I feel like this is just going to be like on the app talking and that's not what I'm looking for right now. And yeah, I don't, I want to stop this right now. I will say that that is commendable in this dating world. Somebody mm-hmm. just being upfront, just being like, good saying, working. It's cool and not going to say you a bad person or nothing, but it's just not working. And, you know, I just want not what I'm looking for. A younger me would not have respected that. 
as much as a older me does. And I'm like, that's a good woman. That's a good, hey, that's a good man, Savannah. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate upfrontness in a way that uh, a younger me would not have. But I feel like I've been striking out a little bit. We've talked about how I I think we've put this out, but just there's been episodes where I talk about how as far as a man uh being vulnerable with a woman is the only way you can harm me as a cis hat man in this society. Me being me like telling you how I feel about you. And then just letting that shit ride, regardless of whatever happens. That's on me. But I'm being vulnerable in that stage of my life. Mm-hmm. The thing that I think most men need to think about is that it's not how women have to think about these things. Um, elaborate um, the worst thing that can happen to me if I tell a woman how I feel is she does not agree or at the very worst she is probably mean to me which is not what happened in this situation she just didn't agree the worst thing that can happen to women is drastically way worse than her feelings being hurt the worst thing that can happen to a woman is violence and ultra violence and I think men need to understand why some women will not openly reject you. Yeah. Because that could lead to violence against her. Because that, like, her feelings being hurt is not the worst thing that can happen. Mm-hmm. And I remember a couple months ago on TikTok, there was this one asshole ass douchebag guy that was just like, Women, I don't know if you know, but there is a man that has uh, feelings about you that has tried to subdue his feelings and blah, 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 just, just making it be like, Acting like he's the first nigga that ever <laughs> realized that, yeah, that happens out here. And it was so many women that were just like, yeah, we know. Yeah. <laughs> it's so many women that were just like, yeah, we know. And then, like, one guy, he was talking, he, like, he responded, he was just like, women know. And his wife was next to him. And she was like, yeah, we know. And he was also like, yeah, they're just hoping that you don't bring it up. 
just for an awkward conversation. And it was also other women being like, we hope you don't bring it up because literal harm and violence can happen after that situation. And I remember seeing that and it was just like, okay. Like, not that I didn't know, but it's just like when you really just think about things outside of your perspective. As men, like, a lot of us don't think about things like that. And all of that came back to me when I saw that video of that lady getting hit with a brick. It wasn't a video of, it wasn't, a, I didn't see the video of her getting hit by a brick because I haven't seen a video like that. I've just seen the aftermath. And if, if for those of you who don't know, there was a video that went viral of a woman who rejected a man and he grabbed a brick in front of other men and hit her on the side of her head. And she was in the hospital like telling her story and all this stuff. And there were men online who were doing a lot of despicable things. For one, it was men online who were just being like, I mean, why does she have to res- what does she do to make him do that? What did uh she do to make him feel uncomfortable and like none of this shit matters. There is nothing she could have done to make it acceptable for a man to grab a brick and hit a woman in the fucking the face. Side of her face, bro. That could have killed her. Like, what? And it was also a lot of men who were just being like, I mean, y'all expect us to get into the, get into that shit and just fight this guy and all this other shit. It's like, man, y'all are some bitch ass niggas. Like, there's no, look, I'm not saying this shit on a pat on the back or nothing. Nah, bruh. It, there are things you can do outside of I feel like that's acceptable. I may have to edit that in case we use that for a TikTok. But <laughs> I feel like shooting a person that grabs a brick to hit a woman because he was rejected by her is not out of the bounds. But it's just so many niggas just jumping over themselves to just show women the things that they probably already feel about men. That just men are just pieces of fucking shit. Like at no point in in me reflecting on if I was going to be rejected by a woman that I think physical harm would come from me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's not a single man. Well, I'm not going to say that. There's definitely some crazy women out here. But for the most part, women... That's not a recurring rational fear no, of men. 
women do not like i mean i'm not gonna say women have never killed a man for rejection or anything because that would be absurd but for the most part the violence goes like it's 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 a one-way streak for the most part violence against women is a way bigger thing and violence against non-binary and trans women and other things are a much bigger thing than violence against men not saying it don't exist but just saying that that's a bigger thing mm-hmm. um i would like to hear your i like your views on this though um I mean, it's pretty much the same, but it's definitely it's definitely a I think normal and rational fear. Um, um men oh man, especially with like certain men because I feel like for one men take friendliness um to mean more sometimes I could agree I think a lot of women unknowingly um get men who get wrapped up in that kind of thing and they don't realize that they're like, I don't want to say leading on, but just like adding to a man's delusion, basically, just by being friendly. So it's very, it's very weird out here that we have to be careful with even just like who we're friendly to, like who we're just nice to, we have to be careful. Yeah. Um, it's a scary thing dealing with men either way, whether you have to reject them or not as a woman, because you just never know. You just never know what anybody has in their mind or in their head. But especially when it comes to any kind of romantic feelings, um, if it's, especially if it's if it's one sided as well, even if you do decide to like leave somebody alone because you can tell they're catching feelings and you don't want to egg that on and you don't want to whatever whatever. Even that can be like risky. Yeah. For for women. Yeah. Um I don't know, bro. It's it's very it's hard to explain other than the shit just real scary out here. Like that's why like a lot of people will say <laughs> tell me all the time, like Oh, you just, you look so mean. You should smile, you should smile, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, I mean, for one, like, I'm just, that's just not my demeanor all the time. I'm not a super smiley person. I'm not a mean person, but I'm just not smiley. But also, like, 
in certain environments, I have to be careful smiling and being friendly to certain people. Yeah. Like even at work, like I can tell, like, especially because I'm a bartender, people start drinking, they get comfortable. They start having conversations with you, especially men. They having a conversation with you. Now they thinking like, oh, this might be some, she flirting with me. And it's just like, no, I'm just doing my job. Right. And for for men, I feel like it's a very thin line between a woman at work doing her job and just giving you customer service and a woman being interested in you. For me, that line is not very thin. But for men, the way it's perceived by them, I feel like it's a very thin line. Because if I just crack one smile or one joke, niggas think they got a way in. Yeah. Niggas think they got a shot. And now I'm just like, now I got to avoid these niggas for the rest of their stay. <laughs> right. So they don't try me no more. Niggas start asking whether or not you single. or whether It's just like, no, nah, we don't need to have these conversations. <laughs> now you're doing too much. For me, it's like. It's weird because I feel like a lot of times men are coddled from boys into men to being like I feel like a lot of us are like inadvertently told that just women are just out here for like us if that makes sense it's just like the idea of oh she likes you because she's nice to you she likes you because of all this other shit and at least a lot of problems that you go on with life. And it's two roads that come from like that coddling behavior. It's the mm-hmm. idea that if you're nice to a woman or you respect her as a person, then that allows you to be open to like her access to her body. And then there are people that feel like they can guilt trip you into that. Or there are also people that feel like they can literally have access to your body and that is that's a thin line with a lot of a lot of especially young men what were you saying i'm sorry no i didn't didn't mean to cut you off um but i also think that men also are taught that primal shit of being the hunter and the gatherer and I think that that applies with women to them in some way too. Like they think like, Oh, I'm supposed to hunt and pursue. And because I'm hunting and pursuing, I'm supposed to be granted access to whatever, whatever. Right. And it's just like, no, you have to realize that rejection is a part of your hunting and pursuing and not, just because I'm hunting and pursuing that I'm supposed to be granted all these things and everything is supposed to be mine. Cause I'm a man. True. I think understanding that taking rejection as a man, um, like it's just, 
understanding that you're like how you feel about things is on you. And I think a lot of men don't have to like think about things like that. It's just like like we talked about uh five hundred days in summer. Multiple episodes, but like the way that Tom results and he's just like she's a fucking bitch and he's just drinking and just trying to make everybody feel as miserable as he does. A lot of men think of that as being a safe alternative to being violent against women. And it's not. You are uh, like you're stunning your growth. If you are rejected and you feel miserable inside, seek help. And I think a lot of people. I try not to say like go to therapy to people, even as a man that's in therapy. Because I feel like that's a uh, a polarizing thing to say to people. Because I feel like a lot of people have weaponized it. And to being like, men just need to go to therapy. Like, it's a magic pill. But, like... Somebody's feelings not being returned to you... Is only an issue to you. And that is something you need to address to move on with your life. Yep. And you like you can pout about it and all this other shit, but that's only that's the same thing as it's emotionally manipulative in a similar way to like being violent. Mm-hmm. And women don't want to experience that either way. So I get it. I get that. Like in a perfect situation, if a woman is not returning your feelings with her, I mean, returning uh her feelings with you, she could just say, I don't feel the same way about you. But in the world we live in, that literally might be to her detriment and her death. Yeah, and I've I've just heard so many fucking horrible fucking stories from women I know, uh, women online, just all these other things about like the times that they rejected men. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Like I'm trying to get it. I, like I'm trying to be the best man possible. And no matter how I feel about like my feelings of being hurt or anything I understand that if a woman doesn't uh, display your rejection I mean doesn't uh, not display your rejection but uh, doesn't just be outright just being like this is how I don't feel about you or whatever I understand it yeah if that makes sense I think the more you learn to just appreciate people being up front with you like that and not taking it personally is when people become safer and when that can happen more often. Because it'd it be so many times, even even if it doesn't end violently, so many times you reject a nigga 
And then they start talking shit about you to your face. Right. Um, that's why, that's why you wouldn't all that anyway, or that's why you need mm. your hair done well, anyway. fuck you, your, bitch. Yeah, like, what? <laughs> like, nigga, you were just asking to go on a date with me in the nicest way possible, but now it's fuck you, bitch. You're not a fucking nice right. person. You're a fucking mm-hmm. dickhole. Yeah, and that's also scary, too, to see somebody flip like that. Like, what yeah. the hell? Who um, was on the opposite end of situations understands that I really was just trying to be the best person I could, and that yeah. makes that makes me sad that they were on the other end of guys who weren't. Like I under I I'm fully the thing I I think. One misconception I think that people have of me is that I am a goody tissue or thinking that I'm not like other men. That's why I will always be like, no, I'm a misogynist. (laughs) Because I'm unlearning at the same time. Like the work is never done. Like, and I think a lot of people think. Like, you get to a certain point and the work doesn't stop. The work is all, like, it's being an ally or trying to be an ally is something that is continuous. Yeah. And I never want to get to a point as a man that I am not uh, teachable or uh approachable in these situations because I understand I'm I'm a cis man. I'm straight. I am a good looking dark skinned man. <laughs> <laughs> like I get it. <laughs> but like no like real shit. Like bro it's just like like I'm I'm really trying to live this life as righteous as I can be. And I understand that I will fall short. But I always want to be correctable when I fall short. Like there's a, a woman that I follow on Twitter, which I follow a lot of uh very intelligent women. And at one point she was talking about like she was like, people say like fem cell or like compare fem cells to incels or the people that like are misandrous to misogynist. And I was like, I kind of said something disappointed being like, I mean, there are a lot of misandrous women on Twitter. And she was like, but what does that lead to? I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, does that actually lead to violence? And I was just like, okay. I get what you're saying. She had a point. She had a very good point. Because it was just like, we talk about hurting feelings, we talk about hurting and killing people. 
And I feel like a lot of, I hopefully, hopefully, this is how I feel. Hopefully, the people that listen to this podcast that are men and they are cis straight men, hopefully, they have learned from my faults and from the things that we've talked about ways of being better men. But it's also just like, bro, I, you got to understand that it's a whole situation outside of yourself that you're not thinking about. And I hate when niggas wait until they have a child or they get married to be like, I understand what true love is. Like, no, nigga. <laughs> Especially when they have daughters. Exactly. Why does it take you having a fucking kid that look like you for you to realize that niggas ain't shit? <laughs> It took you having a whole ass baby that looked just like you to be like, you know what? I want to protect women. That's wild. Literally. And niggas say that shit every day and, and other niggas applaud them. But, oh, you a good dad. No, nigga, you are a piece of fucking shit. Because we've been trying to tell you. Football started back. NFL started back tonight. Um, SEC started back last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like I saw your team, they uh restructuring to see who's gonna be their sponsor for their jerseys and shit. They ended their contract with Under Armour. Yeah, I saw that. I wonder why. Uh, it just ran out of contract, but I mean. Let's just be honest. I know you're an Auburn fan, and I mean Auburn alumni, which is different. <laughs> but Under Armour ain't been cool for years. They haven't, but they they do have decent gear, like athletic gear. As far as just like regular civilian shit, uh, nah, their jerseys are good. I will give you that. Yeah, we don't we don't buy into Under Armour like we did when they was new and fresh. When they had the uh, the commercials, we must protect this house. <laughs> I wonder who they're gonna go with though. I feel like Nike will be. Everybody has been saying either Nike or Jumpman, like the Jordan brand. If y'all get Jordan brand, I'm gonna be mad. I ain't go front. Bro, that would be lit. It would be. I even go for it. Like, if y'all got ju- uh, jump bag gear, oh, uh, y'all niggas. I hate y'all <laughs> niggas even more. It makes uh-huh. sense, though. Like, I mean, Jordan hair, Jordan brand. It, it, I get it. Yeah. I just hope y'all ain't Nike. Like, uh, like uh, not us. Bama. Uh, yeah. well, well, us. Because, I mean, A&M is also Nike. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, we switched a couple years ago to Nike. And then, like, so Bama also is Nike, of course. Um, Alabama and played Vandy last week. And that first half, it was close. And then, I mean, SEC is SEC. 
they announced uh, the homecoming festivities for A and M, and A and M is playing Tuskegee. Mm-hmm. Hey, the city gonna, gonna be, be wild, bro. That's gonna be a big one. That's gonna be nice, and I ain't trying to get involved with none of these niggas. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be a doozy. Um, what's his name? It's gonna be the uh, the homecoming concert. Who? Narco Wick. Oh, Nardo Wick. Yeah, not Narco. I don't know why I said Narco. <laughs> I'm old. Like I'm just like, what's that boy's name? Yeah, that's that's me. I seen uh, April ask that on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> that's how look. That's how I know we get old. We just uh, like what that boy name is. You're like who the fuck? I think we got everything I wanted to cover. Um, yeah, we did. Uh, we'll have to do a real a real catch back up when I'm not sick as fuck. Mm. Yeah, we're not on the uh the sick and shut in list. Mm-hmm. One thing I do want to come back to. Niggas don't understand like that Diana Ross is that nigga. I don't see how. Like how did y'all miss that? <laughs> Bro, like I feel like me and my brother talked about this. People don't have like any kind of music history like even like in our day back when we were kids vh1 used to show old like music shit mm-hmm. so like you would see like michael jackson old videos or like, i'm talking about prince or diana ross or they have i love the 80s i love the mm-hmm. 90s all that type of shit bobby brown and yeah like we don't have any of that shit like for kids now they don't listen to the same music that their parents or grandparents listen to they always have earbuds in or they have headphones in so like it's so sad though because music is way more accessible now than it has ever been yeah but like people have personalized radios now to where they can like you don't have to listen to the radio you can listen to whatever the fuck you want to listen to for however long you want to. Yeah. And it changes the uh, the shared culture of, like, music. Like, when Diana Ross came out in that uh, at the Beyonce concert, a lot of people were cheering, but a lot of people didn't know what the hell was going on. And didn't realize that, like, Diana Ross is, like, that nigga. Legend in the flesh. And then she came out singing Love Hangover? Nigga. That is a fucking bop. She still look good as hell. Hey. I didn't want to get to this. Diana Ross could get it, bruh. (laughs) Hey, Diana (laughs) Diana Ross could get it. She look like she probably still got a healthy sex drive. Hey, that uh video I reposted on TikTok where she in the cat suit and I was just mm-hmm. like she got that from her, like Tracy Ellis Ross got that from her mama. 
Yeah. Hey, that ass, like, Diana Ross is always petite, <laughs> but that ass. It was poking. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, bro, Diana, like, it's hard, like, I, I don't think we have a lot of uh, people that listen that are a lot younger than us. But I don't think people real like young kids don't realize who Diana Ross really is. Which is so sad. Like it is tragic to be honest. Cause we like when she came out floating on air pretty much singing Love Hangover and her, her mic wasn't on and people were singing it. Love Hangover is a bop too. But Diana Ross got a lot of bops. Um, yeah, she got hits for days. I'm coming out like the Supreme. upside down, upside down, and this is the shit after the Supremes when she had right met. when she was solo. Like Diana Ross is the blueprint. That is like. Also, I think, like, older, like, white people understand that Diana Ross is, like, that chick. Mm-hmm. Like, she is the original, like, diva. Everybody is in her blueprint after that. Bro, these, these kids didn't grow up with parents who had vinyls in his shows. Yeah. They didn't grow up watching The Wiz on the weekend. Like it, it y'all, shows. Y'all didn't have y'all didn't have the Motown records in y'all's uh, entertainment center. Hey, it's clear as day. <laughs> but also, it's just, bro, it's just wild. Like, I I saw some people like somebody was like, uh, Diana Ross came out and sang "Love Hangover" and it came out in '75, and. It's amazing that she's still here with us. And people are like, hold up. I was born in 75. What are you trying to say? (laughs) But at the same time, 1975 wasn't 1990. True. That was 50 years ago. Exactly. Like, I mean, like, all right. It's weird for us because we were born in 88. But just think about like. Alright, so Love Hangover came out in 75. That's 13 years before we were born. That's the equivalent of 2010. Hmm. That's like a kid being like (laughs) No Hands came out in 2010. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, bro. It's we, just, we just gotta educate the children. I believe the future is the children. Teach them well and let them lead the way. It's just, bro. It's just weird. But Diana Ross, the way that Beyonce ran in heels to Diana Ross is iconic in itself. Bro. 
<clears throat> that moment, somebody has a picture of it and it's going to be framed. Oh, yeah, that's going to be black households for years. People, like, everybody was having videos of it. And then the other thing I was thinking about, just because I'm a lame ass nigga, I was like, Giselle was running like a gazelle. <laughs> I've never seen a woman run as pretty as Beyonce did. It was so graceful. Like she was running like a fucking deer. I'm like, that's a bad bitch. (laughs) Through and through. She ran graceful as fuck, stopped, and it was like looked she looked like a baby. Like she She was just like genuinely appreciative. I mean, you got Diana Ross singing, like, that's some iconic shit, bro. Hell yeah. And then she had Kendrick come out earlier. Even though his mic wasn't on. Like, god damn. I'm so sad that wasn't the one we went to. I, I never felt that disappointed until the LA shows. Like, we just we just were not even thinking about that at all. We didn't think like, oh, she gonna be in LA on her birthday. We weren't thinking about that. We were just trying to get I was to trying the to get the building. We were trying to get to the closest city to us. Mm-hmm. I knew I didn't want to go to Atlanta. I didn't want to. I did not want to deal with the nigga shit in Atlanta. Oof, Atlanta would have been hell. Even I though- was there that weekend and it was crazy. I am like the only disappointment I had with our show was that Blue Ivy didn't perform. Mm-hmm. That was the only knock I had on it because I was just ready to just cheer for Blue. Same, but like, bro, them LA shows made me fucking. I was I'm bitter. Like Quentin was at the birthday uh concert. Oh my god! Of course he was. I know. I was like, you goddamn. I was like, <laughs> I was like, you are part of the Illuminati. Of course he was, bro. Everybody in the world was at that last LA show, and I'm just like, every celebrity was in all like, it was people like being in nosebleeds and seeing celebrities. And I'm like, God damn, she brought everybody out. Mm-hmm. And they even like people like Kev on stage and Angel were there and shit. And mm-hmm. the Kardashians, Justin Bieber, Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, I'm everybody. like, everybody. Look around everybody on mute. <laughs> that is some iconic business. That's not nasty business. That's some iconic business. So, I think we recorded amazing episode. I love you so much, and I miss you. Miss you too, me dog. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm gonna edit this. Hopefully, it's out by Saturday. My sister's 40th anniversary. I mean, 40th birthday is Sunday. Oh shit! Also, um. I do have a playlist up on our uh, Apple Music of samples. Yeah, I added it. It's in my library, hun. Yeah. Yeah. 
So everybody, everybody can listen. Um, that was influenced by a heartbreak of somebody I really love. <laughs> and I listen. I just the best shit be coming from heartbreaks. Hey, I was listening to that podcast. I mean, that uh, playlist the other day. I was like, I'm that nigga. The best shit be coming out of the out of the painful shit. Sadly. This is gonna be the perfect way to close it. Sometimes you gotta make lemonade out of lemons. (laughs) 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 Niggas gonna call you a simp for that. Simping ass nigga. Right. This nigga made a whole thing of hip hop samples. Like, I didn't include none of... That's how I knew I'm a music nerd. I didn't include none of the actual uh, sampled music. It was just, nigga, if you know, you know. Right. Hey, yeah, them, I mean, yeah. Just that's the point. You got to listen to it and make the connection. Them 70 samples be hitting hard. Like, the way that people be sampling now is bullshit. Yeah, I agree. They be chopping and mixing too much. Like, you gotta, like, the way <laughs> Kanye sampled, I know I'm a Kanye stan. Everybody gonna understand it. But the way Kanye used samples to build on tracks is the way that these motherfuckers should be doing it. But they be, pay- they be taking, like, the most popular part of the song and making a track around it. And that shit is lazy. Yep. Like, okay, you went the easy route. Right, it's like, bro, get the fuck out of here.